boy, you fucking replicant. <laughs> Jesus. That was very aggressive right off the very t- right off the very top. Yeah. Well, I mean I mean I am a replicant and I am fucking right Stop. now. Stop. <laughs> Do you believe in love? Stop. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, where two small town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. Spoken like a true replicant. (laughs) I am Troy, not a replicant to the max extreme. And I was a replicant all along! Oh no! You didn't even see it coming! Lock and key twist! (laughs) Zip! I also was a replicant the whole time. I was a replicant in a Troy suit. We are diving back. We're going back to the annals of time to pick out this gem. Yeah. Coincide with our uh, one and two parter. Yeah. We're going back and forth with uh, The Shining and Dr. Sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, let's take a, a big old twofer we did. That's right. Way back when. Oh boy. When we talked about Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yes. Let's break it up. Break it up. Let's break it up with old PK. PK is going to be with us for a couple weeks here. Yes. So let me know what you think of him. Maybe we'll have him back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like the guy. I also really like the guy. Made for weird show. <laughs> Made for a weird show, okay? For, okay, so for this one, don't get your hopes up, because it's not that weird. He's actually, he stays pretty calm for this one. Okay. He goes into a little bit of a tirade on hams every once in a while. Sure. But I didn't I haven't listened back to it yet, but I think he gets weird when we start doing 2049. Perfect. Which will be next Monday. You bet it is. But, yeah. Good old PK's with us for our talk on... Blade Runner. Right. The cult classic. Cult classic. Troy, what do you think about these uh, older films getting uh, sequels so late in the game? Um, I... I am initially against it. Especially for things like... Well, let's just take Blade Runner, for example. Like, I would have been against a Blade Runner sequel because it came out so much later than its original. Yeah. And really, the original was only a cult hit. Like, it didn't really make buku bucks. No. So why, I guess, would it warrant it? I guess, like, being in the film genre circle makes it seem like a bigger deal than it actually maybe is. But yet... But yet, 2049... That was your favorite movie of that year. Was the favorite movie of... Yeah. It's... Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, what you said is correct. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm hot and cold with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's warranted, sure. If you're doing it because it's an IP, against. I guess yeah. that would be, like, a, yeah. a quick, short answer. Yeah. There needs to be some inspiration behind it. That's right. So to say. That's right. Don't just have a script and be like, we can probably make this a diehard movie. <laughs> 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 or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So... With that in mind, can you think of any uh, older fran- not franchises, but like older movies that you could see having a, a decent sequel behind them? Hmm. You put me know. on the spot. I know. It's a very on-the-spot question. Because even I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Um, 
Um, nope. Can't think of any off the top of my head right now. I don't And I'm you. trying. Twelve Angry Men. There you go. <laughs> Where are they at now? Yeah. Do they add a thirteenth man? Where'd to they this? go? <laughs> Where'd they go? How are they how are they living with their decision? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's my answer. How to kill a mockingbird. Again. <laughs> Twenty forty nine. How to kill a mockingbird too. Two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah I, I i can't think of one i'll probably think of one as soon as we stop recording like oh i wish i would have said that oh but, perfect you know that's, that's the best the time to think of one i know that's the best way i mean they're pretty much doing them all now you know what i mean i know that's so that's why it's so disheartening i just want more original stuff i know but then sometimes i like the yeah it's fun to like revisit things but i want i want new things i would also oh what about tron and tron legacy there's one yeah oh, oh but, yeah. That, but that one oh, i guess already exists You're... yeah because it's tron legacy <laughs> you, you, for one you, that you, ask, you answered it for, you answered it for yourself very good uh i see what you did there you got me it's right it was all a mind trick <laughs> you fucking Just replicants fuck with you. yeah <laughs> that's what us replicants do Oh, uh, we get you to hate yourselves, <laughs> and then we take over your bodies, hmm. like a true replicant. Hmm. Well, got nothing. Well, fuck it. This this little fun game you you had for us really fucking backfired, didn't it? <laughs> Eat that shit. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you try to do something fun? How dare you? You know it's too late in the day to do any mm. of this. How it's too fucking late. dare you? It's too fucking late. Well, that being said, please enjoy, please enjoy. this review of Blade Runner. A Blade Runner. A cult classic. Yeah. See what we thought of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Along with PK. Uh, along with PK. Along with PK. Don't, don't think he's not invited because he is. Yeah. Let us know how he did. We should see if we can get him back for something, at least. That's right. If you like him on the show... Hashtag PKS. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag PKS. <laughs> uh, I went back. back. So, this is an offset because this isn't in the show, but, like, uh, I was listening back a little bit to this episode, and we go into, like, a thing about <laughs> fucking TK421 from Star Wars <laughs> about how he read some kind of uh, love fan fiction. Between TK421 and the guy that wonders where he is in Star Wars. <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard <laughs> listening back to it at work. The idea that someone will make will make like erotic fan fiction about TK421 and the guy that wonders where he is from Star Wars. See, with those kind of gems, he's got to be back. It's, he's got to be back. He's got to be back. He's got nights free. I, well, think, I think. I don't know. I don't know what he does let's anymore. Let's piss off Dave and see if he wants to do the happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm into it. It's just... Sorry, Dave. Paul's doing it. You're out. <laughs> Paul's it. <laughs> He's gonna get drunk and talk about his six phones. <laughs> while we talk about the happening and eat hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> 
That being said, keep your hot dog recipes coming. Yeah, I've received none. <laughs> so we did might we, not even we, fucking do it. Did we get one? There, some some people have brought up ideas of like throwing in a bunch of meat. Oh, but it's yeah. not like specific. The only thing that I have in mind that might be decent is like if we find some kind of plant because the whole idea is that plants are killing people. Uh-huh. So we find like a de- like uh, a plant to throw in the hot dog, and maybe just... that'll work. Oh like, my like, god! Like, hot dogs and parsley on it. Yeah, <laughs> a hot, like a, a lettuce hot dog sounds like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna eat that. I'm 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 close to scrapping this whole fucking idea. Make so, it happen. Don't if someone, scrap it. Yeah. So, someone introduce a decent hot dog recipe for the happening, and we'll do it. Otherwise, fuck it. I'm not gonna <laughs> eat. I'm not gonna eat grass on a hot dog. <laughs> I'm gonna put a fucking oak leaf on a hot dog and eat the fucking thing. I'm not gonna do that. Make it real food. Yeah. Something fucking edible. <laughs> what is this intro anymore? <laughs> Enjoy Blade Runner. Enjoy Blade Runner. <laughs> Fuck you. Your goddamn hot dog recipes I haven't read yet. Uh, your replicants. Listen, yeah, replicants. <laughs> Listen to Blade Runner starting now. Blade Runner. Which is going to be enough as it is because we've got a two. For on our hands. That's right. Two, I'm gonna, um, one. Gonna get another hams, ham actually. Uh, any viewers at home, check out hams. Good beer. Very crisp <laughs> and very refreshing. You're going to be very, back. You can say that crisp. when you're back. I'll be back for the... You'll hear the pull tab. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in that case, get in the T-Facts. All right, I'm going not. into the T-Facts right now. Um, do you want both of them for both, or do you want to yeah, go we'll with the original with, first? We'll start with the original, and All then right. we'll go into 2049... After uh, T facts for the original, June twenty fifth, nineteen eighty two was its release date. Had a production yep. value or a production budget of twenty eight million dollars. Yeah. Um, domestic lifetime gross, uh, thirty two point eight million dollars. Real of a lifetime. Only theatrical runs. Oh, okay, okay. Um, worldwide, thirty two point eight million dollars. Jesus. Only released in America, apparently, in nineteen eighty two. Fuck. Uh Rotten Tomatoes has that at a ninety percent. Okay. Uh IMDB has it at an eight point two out of ten. Common sense media, four stars, sixteen plus. Alright. There you have it. There you have it. Uh the original renowned for having a cult classic following but doing abysmally (laughs) at the theater. I'm very curious to watch the original cut because a lot of people give, like, I think we both said that we both watched, like, the final final cut. cut, Yeah. Which, I don't know what that one is. I went went and watched a video explaining what all the different cuts were. Okay. And there's seven different cuts of this movie. I've heard of that, yeah. Granted, some of them are cuts for television, mm-hmm. and so that they count that as one, but there's yeah. really only three major cuts, and mm-hmm. it's the theatrical cut, the director cut, and the final cut. The theatrical okay. one is the one um, mostly ev- that everyone says is the worst. Yeah. They pan it because it's the, also the most different. Um, it's the one where... They went back and filmed an alternate 
ending yeah. to the movie. They also have Harrison Ford having noir narration over certain scenes. Yeah, that'd be different. <laughs> yeah. Like it and it's like campy, like private eye detective noir. Okay. Like that kind of stuff. Like, I do like I do like the noir esque feel of it, but yeah, I don't I would not like if they were like she came into my life. That's and that's this exactly how it was. And I heard snippets of it, and it sounds like he was just in a booth, fucking not caring like you Harrison Ford usually yep. does. Yeah. And so that's how it sounded. Mm-hmm. Um, the director's cut is uh, Ridley. Sc- Shit, it was Ridley Scott, right? Yeah, Ridley Scott. Jesus yeah, Christ, it. I had a <clears throat> like a mini stroke gotta, for which, a second. You gotta get some hams in you, man. I'm sorry. You gotta get crisp and refresh here. <laughs> Which it blows my mind that Ridley Scott made this because this is like what, like four years after Alien. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he went from like a very small, small film like Alien into this huge undertaking of Blade Runner. Yeah, insanity to me. Right, but I don't know how much he got for Alien to for production budget because this one, like I looked it up for. Paul, while you're grabbing another ham, oh, yeah, production okay. budget for the original Blade Runner was only $28 million. Yeah, that was... Yeah. In 1982, though, I don't know how much that is. But it it looks... Uh, it looks impressive. Very impressive. Especially, and, like, before Star Wars... Like, way before Star Wars. Or, no, it's after it's after Star Wars. Duh. Yeah. But it's, like, even... But even, like, being so close to when Star Wars came out, this looks a little more impressive than Star Wars. Yeah, just the vast cityscapes and like yeah. when they zoom in on like that huge pyramid of like just oh, yeah. all the lights and stuff like that. Yeah. Um I watched like a behind the scenes thing uh when I did my Blade Runner day yesterday mm. <laughs> of like how they did certain shots and how they achieved all this stuff and you would be amazed at how cheap they made those like they're just cardboard sets Shit. or like matte paintings on like glass yeah and that's it they would paint yep. this building cityscape on glass and they'll go out from behind it and just scrape out every single light for a building god and damn. just shine a light behind it and that's all they fucking god did. damn it and then just like layer over with like spaceships flying around and mm-hmm. whatever else so that's it and the production crew is super talented yeah and doing it for there's no cg at this point mm-hmm. so it's check it out like there's behind the scenes stuff on youtube you can check it out it's yeah very very impressive how they mm-hmm. did some of the stuff for like having it be cardboard and mm-hmm. paint you know yeah. what i mean um so and anyway okay so the director's cut that was changed to what ridley scott his original vision was so they took out the narration yeah they changed the ending so it cuts as the elevator door closes okay right because after in the theatrical cut him harrison ford and his uh rachel rachel yeah they drive off into like the countryside while he goes on narrating more stuff what yeah right it's completely different and then the final cut is just like a remastered, recolored version of the director's cut. Okay. So it's not really all okay, that different. Okay, Because okay. I, I do like... I'll get into it when we start talking more spoilers on the original Blade Runner, but I do like how it ends with them getting in the elevator and then it just cuts from there. Yeah. Right. Me too. Mm-hmm. Great. I agree. Um, 
I don't I don't care so much about spoilers for the original Blade Runner. True, true. <laughs> it's like thirty years old. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Joel, this is the first time you've seen it, right? Yeah. All the way through. PK, how many times have you seen the original Blade Runner? I've seen a couple different versions. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen the original Blade Runner at least three or four times at this point. Okay. The theatrical cut? I've seen the director's cut. <laughs> okay. I've seen the the cut where they go, pretty sure where they go off into the countryside at the end. Uh-huh. Uh, and two times for that final cut where they kind of cleaned it up and took yeah. out the narration at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so are either of you surprised that it had like an abysmal like run theatrically? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it would be kind of hard because it has like that. It kind of, even though I like this way better than 2001, it gave me that 2001 feeling where I feel yeah. like people. It was more, it's more coherent than 2001. It's way more coherent than 2001. <laughs> Both very visually impressive. Yeah, but it did have that feel of like, it had a lot more deeper things to talk about than just being a visual spectacle. But yeah. 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 Um, I, I don't know, like, it's hard to gauge me watching only the final cut and having theaters see the theatrical release when it came out. Yeah. Because maybe that's what turned people off about it. Like, I don't know, like, I wasn't around in 1982. I don't yeah. know what word of mouth was around then for about about Blade <laughs> Runner. And I don't know what ran against it either. I didn't really look all that up. Yeah. But, like, for for, like, a labor of love like this, you would... And something... That nobody's ever seen before. Maybe it was, like, too ahead of its time, Yeah, I guess. Because, like, watching, like, looking at the original Blade Runner, it's been copied, like, in every, like, post-apocalyptic oh, cityscape is everything. always Blade Runner. Yep. Yeah. And I knew that going in. Mm-hmm. And so, this, on because this is my first watch of it ever, I went and just, like, uh, enjoyed it kind of aesthetically and took more of that in while like the story kind of took like a back seat um which was okay actually because i would say like the story in blade runner is pretty simple yeah yeah that's that's the thing too yeah that i i went into a thing that they were gonna go a bunch of different routes like trying to explain shit and yeah, it, it stayed pretty true to the, just, like, a one simple particular story. Yeah. I only, I really only have one major gripe about it, and it's, like, the love story aspect of the first one. Yeah. Like, I feel like, for what just comes out of nowhere, that Harrison Ford and Rachel are just together for no reason. Yeah. And, like, I felt like that was kind of a weak point of the movie. Like, he pretty much just throws himself at her. And then all of a sudden they're in love. Yeah, it did feel a little forced, but they also they leave some hints sometimes that it might be something else. They even like leave hints like in twenty forty nine that it might be something else too. Yeah, but that's retroactive. <laughs> Could I yeah. chime in on that? That <laughs> Rachel. So uh, the first time that I ever saw this movie was when I was twenty. And um, take us back, PK. I I've seen this movie multiple times. Obviously, as I said earlier, when I saw it, and I recently saw a double feature with the the final cut and then the uh, twenty forty nine. When I saw 
<laughs> the final cut of, of the original Blade Runner, I felt like it was a little uh, uh, Deckard, uh, Harrison Ford's character, was being a little rapey <laughs> yeah. in a scene. And like, I, agree. I never picked up on that before. And it's like, is this just like a it's culture change? Or, yeah. It's all that Weinstein on the news. Is, is that what, is that, did that affect me in my view of this? Or is that what the culture was back then where the bad boy, like, if he wanted a girl, he'd take a girl. And it's just like, it yeah. just struck yeah. me as really weird. Like, I know in the movie, Rachel is not a human. She's a replicant. And uh, it was just weird when I saw in the theater. I was like, <laughs> I'm getting a little uncomfortable here. Yeah, What's going on? But yeah, that whole thing between her and him is strange. For me, at least. Yeah. It was also weird for me. You weren't alone. But you probably weren't in the theater. But I... Uh, <laughs> were, did you see it with anybody? Uh, I saw that one in the theater by myself. So you were alone. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, you know what? Down. But the thing that I wasn't enjoying at the time was this nice, crisp, delicious hams. <laughs> I wish it was there with me. It probably would have eased my nerves a little bit. But... Uh, yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, a little weird. Uh, I uh, also didn't really know what to expect for the replicants, I guess. I thought they were going to be robotic. Well, yeah. I think part of that them not being robotic was the budget. And sure. when we do, like, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. ever mentioned this before, when we do sh- small films and stuff... Mm-hmm. We get away with like clones, or you know, yeah. they all have the same gun, or yeah, anything yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I feel like the replicant thing was they made this movie with the premise that technology is at a certain point where the robots are like humans, so they don't yeah. need to make like exoskeletons like T one thousands or whatever walking around. Yeah, they even break out because they're like at the they're at uh, the seventh series of them mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. which they've really they've built them up to this point where they might be perfecting like that i think that's the whole point of blade runner is like at what point does artificial intelligence become like a soul yeah like a conscious being where they should be given rights and they should be treated as human beings sure and okay (laughs) and this goes for both like the original and 2049 like so blade runners are just like replicant cops right they're out to like hunt well, them. Well, that's yeah, that's kind of debatable because the whole thing where Harrison Ford's character, he was a Blade Runner, yeah, but it's never explained whether he was a replicant or not. Yeah, I was gonna ask you guys before we moved on if you thought Deckard was a replicant. Yeah, well, I'll, let, let's get to that like before we jump but, to twenty four. No, uh, yeah, but to answer your question, yeah, uh, from what I pulled from the from the is that people do not. People are aware that replicants exist, but they're yeah. not aware that they're so self-aware that they're trying to leave the off colonies. Like they think they're just subservient beings that do what they're told. Mm-hmm. They're not told that that um, some of them actually do develop like this conscience where they're like, "Shit, I don't want to be a slave the rest of my life," uh-huh. and then they escape and go to Earth because if they were ever to hear that replicants are starting to become self-aware and become like in a sense human beings then people would like uprise against it because they'd be like well fuck then why the fuck why are you making like these people work like be slaves and then they'd have people rise against the tyrell corporation so blade runners are sent out to take care of them before 
word gets out that they're escaping and not doing what they're made to do. All right. Well, that makes more sense uh, against my argument then, because mm-hmm. during I watched this the 2049 with uh, Ghost Hunter Dave last night, and GHD. I I turned to him and I'm like, if Blade Runners hunt replicants, why do they keep making replicants? Like, if they're, like, a big deal where they have to be hunted down and eliminated, why do they keep making replicants? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. It, like, breaks the whole universe. Yeah. Like, I get why they exist, because they wanted, like, quote, like, slave labor. hmm And they didn't want to put that on people, so they made fake people. Yeah. But then why make them so good that it becomes, like, a, <laughs> like, a burden? Why did, like, they make, they gave, like, a real human face. You know what I mean? Yeah. To like feel sorry for them. Like it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense. It breaks the whole universe. Like my idea about it is that like when it gets to a point where it's it's like science in general, like a lot of scientists believe that if you have the capabilities of doing it, then why don't you just do it? Like it's yeah. that god complex scenario yeah. where it's like if I can make a being so smart that it becomes self-aware, then that makes me god. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like, I feel like, not, not jumping into the next review, but I feel like that's a big part of Jared Leto's character, and that's yeah. a big part yeah. of... I was just going to say That's a big that, part yeah. of Tyrell's character. Right, Where, yeah. like, he, he's like... But, like, they're two, like, very different characters, and I'll talk about that when we get into 2049, but... Yeah, like, that's, that's like, that whole feeling where it's like, once you get those capabilities, of course you're going to act on it, because then you feel superior to a being that in in itself is superior right mm-hmm. I, I i don't know i and i get all that too i just didn't like once that thought entered my mind on like why do replicants even exist if people have such a problem with them yeah. like that was like then and then it was like this the whole it's the whole universe is contradictory mm-hmm. um uh just the movie aspect in general like it's it's a slow ride the original it is, it is it, yeah it's a it's a slow burn yeah, bust out your fog hats because this is a slow ride <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh uh, thank you hams <laughs> thank you hams. bless you crack hams, for, hams that. for that comment crack another hams for that one <laughs> yeah. uh even though like it, it the move the blade original blade runner is only just to, under two hours long yeah it felt longer than that it, in my opinion because yeah, like it did it, feel longer the only time i really got into the movie was the third act okay when like rutger hauer like becomes a bigger part of it like he's throughout yeah. the rest of the movie but i wanted to know more about him like yeah really bad was boring as shit like sitting in his chair enhance enhance <laughs> 36 37 pan left enhance yes pull back enhance enhance i'm like just fucking get to what you want to look at please for the love of god Decker. but no, like i'll all get into that more but if we're going to talk about roy batty i do love roy batty in this because he does strike me as a being that's trying to uh pull out what it's like to be human because it seems like in every scenario he does not know how to react like when he's talking to somebody like He'll start laughing one minute and crying the other the next minute. Like he's still 
growing into his own feelings as a human being. Yeah. And yeah. I like that. Like, it, and it makes him look insane. But if you like, think of it as like, this is like, this is like a being that's like, what, like four? No, it's two years. I thought it was no, four, four, years. Yeah, four. Yeah, four. This is a bo- being that's four years old, trying to figure out, like, how do you, how do you react to I've just killed someone, or how do I react to I want information out of you? How do I intimidate you? Yeah, like that's how that's how he strikes me every time. It's like he's like smiling one minute and he's like frowning and then he's crying. Like he's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I I like that, and like I, he is my favorite. Uh, Rutger Howard is my favorite performance of the entire movie, mm. like because of all that stuff, and he and the fact that he doesn't get what he wants, like he wants the secret to a longer life, yeah, so he can live it, doesn't get it, <laughs> yeah, and so he fucking thumbs the shit out of time. Oh god, he fucking Oberyn, he like <laughs> Oberyn Martells him. Oberyn Martell. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but yeah, I. I really enjoyed it, especially when he's like chasing Deckard in the last final, like the one of the only really action scenes of the yeah. movie. And it's it's a I love it because it's such a chaotic chase. Like he could mm-hmm. literally kill him whenever he wanted. Yeah, but it's just one of those like I have this much to live. Like I'm just gonna fuck with you. I'm not yeah. even gonna like kill you right away. Like I'm gonna like savor this because it's yeah. like. Probably gonna be the last thing I ever do with the rest of my life. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> like even that scene where like he loses the feeling in his hand, so he jams a nail through it. Yeah, like oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we also talk about how ridiculous Daryl Hannah looked at any given point in time in this movie, <laughs> looking like she's wearing a f- old leather football helmet that's made of a wig. <laughs> And then she goes just was... absolutely batshit crazy at the end, doing, like, back handsprings and putting Deckard yeah. in leg locks. Well, that's yeah. part of the replicant thing, that was... is that they're they're stronger and more agile. Oh, so that's how that looks? I also think it was a big <laughs> 80s sex thing. It was, yeah, it was, they, yeah. There's definitely a lot of shit from the 80s yeah. where it's, like, legs around people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, there's yeah you think about it, there's a lot of movies from the 80s where they have that just random scene where it's just like a guy like oh like they land somewhere and there's like a woman's legs around their head where it's like, like I'm pretty sure there's like a lot of, like I want to picture Rodney Dangerfield was in a movie where they did that to him at some point oh more and than likely say no respect at the end there but like earlier yesterday you said like hey did you get around to watching Blade Runner and I said, you, you sent me right when it happens. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> she wraps her legs around Deckard's head and he's just like, yeah. ah. Yeah. Uh, and then he, uh, and then when she's like, <laughs> she looks like, uh, like a raccoon after you accidentally hit it with your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when she's just like twitching on the just ground flailing. and freaking out. Yeah. You just keep yeah. shooting her. I'm like, kill her already. For yeah. the love of God. Yeah. But I think that, uh, like, that's part of the reason, like, going into Blade Runner just watching it without having seen Blade Runner 2049, I feel like there's a lot of stuff you could pull out of it where you can make your own interpretation of, like, what Deckard is. Because yeah. I went into it being, like, thinking, like, okay, maybe Deckard is a replicant. Yeah. And then just, like, the more I pull out of it, like, I'm like, oh, shit, he really fucking is a replicant. Like, they, I feel like they put a whole lot of evidence out there pointing out that he's a replicant. Yeah. 
And then the end being like, then the end is like that cliffhanger of like, is he gonna kill Rachel or not? Yeah. Because like even um, like in the beginning, uh, like when he shows up at the office, he talks about how how he was retired and they pull him out of retirement because their their best Blade Runner is in the hospital on life support. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, fuck. He goes to fucking Tyrell's and they finds out that they're putting other memory, they're putting memories on other people's and. Re- other replicants. Mm-hmm. What if they took the memories out of that Blade Runner and put him in fucking Deckard? And then they're like, well, he was retired. That that was when he got fucked up. And then they brought him in to be like the next Blade Runner. But he's the same Blade Runner. Mm. Just a replicant. Mm. And then all this shit where it's like, you like watch Blade Runner. Deckard never does anything noble in this at all. I would argue does barely anything. But mm. no, for... like, but like the the way they the way they portray him, like like they do like do like a, like a, like a classic detective noir where it's like he's breaking down the evidence, trying to find people, and usually like in those kind of movies when they find people, they capture them or they do something noble. But in this, it's always the only people he kills in it are women, and it's always shots in the back, mm. and they're and it's mm. always done in a way where they're like there's like torturing them, where it's like countless shots and they're always running away like they're never it's never like a thing where his life's in danger or he's or they're like a threat it's always to it's always a woman to the back and they're like being tortured Hmm. that's all of his kills in it so it's like you're following this person that's supposed to be the hero but every kill that he does never feels like a noble cause Hmm. Mm -hmm. i also feel too like around the time that that movie came out the anti-hero was kind of a big thing. Like, that was yeah. a big sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you, and even you know. in this, he does feel like an anti-hero. Like, he just seems like a guy who, like, like almost, like, lives in his own car, almost. Mm-hmm. Like, he does seem like a guy that's, like, down on his luck, yeah. just working as a Blade Runner. But it's, like, it, it feels like his causes are noble, but he does this crazy shit, which makes me think he's a replicant, because... uh. What I pull from the movie is that Deckard's a replicant, and then the guy that acts as his partner, like that dude with the fucking bow tie, that mm. does like the fucking origami. Yeah, does yeah. the origami. That's his handler, because when they when he goes to Tyrell's and he meets Rachel, that was a that wasn't a test for her. That was a test for him to see if he can pull out the replicants <clears throat> that he is, because he's a replicant that they put memories into. Right. And he pulled her out, but he could not figure himself out. So then, like, okay, we'll keep going on with the experiment. Because every time he kills somebody or does something extreme, the dude that's his partner, quotations, shows up and is just, like, checking on him, like, making sure he's doing what he's doing. Because mm. at the end, mm. when he picks up Rachel, and he's, like, he kind of, it looks like he comes to the conclusion where he's like, I'm not going to kill her, I'm, I'm going to run away with her. He sees that origami of the unicorn, which he had that fucking unicorn dream at, like, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Yeah. That's supposed to be to set him off to be like, this is, you know what you're supposed to do. So then that leaves you to believe, that makes, that leaves you to, like, wonder, is he going to kill Rachel? Because, like, you're led to believe he's a good person, but you've seen him do all this terrible shit for seemingly almost no reason just because he's told to, mm. which makes you think he's a replicant. So is he going to be... Kill Rachel because even though he loves her, he was told to do to kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that really Scott wanted you to m- believe that Deckard is a replicant in this cut of the movie. Mm-hmm. I've heard the theatrical cut 
makes it seem the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, they get away. Like, but I didn't take it, like, that he actually wanted to kill Rachel, per se. Because I did, like, it's blatant with the unicorn thing that, like, maybe that's an implanted memory and how uh, origami man is somehow behind it and like well not behind it but like he knows about it and he's yeah. like fucking with Deckard well, that's what I like, gives him the unicorn or whatever but even that line near the end where he's like uh you know she's only got a little bit to live or whatever like he almost was kind of also saying that to Deckard that's how I kind of took it okay mm. and like while they're both trying to like while he's like hey let's just get out of here to okay. Rachel and let's just fucking leave this place like the his partner or whatever like is knows that like hey you only have a little bit to live bro <laughs> and <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> says it to both of them and then the movie just ends okay <clears throat> like i didn't take I any of the see that yeah all right i like i almost kind of makes me like 2049 more just like just you saying like maybe that's his way of being like i can see how you feel about her so i'm just gonna let you live out the rest of her life mm. as a couple yeah yeah i don't know I didn't really. I, I like. I, I don't know. That, that that that's interesting though. I didn't yeah. think about that. I and I didn't. Honestly, I didn't really put a lot of stock into Origami Man at all. I just know he kept showing up, but yeah. I didn't put any real thought in anything to why he was there. Well, or like whatever. he just kept showing up. So I was like, "What? Who is this oh, fucking man. dude? Like he just keeps showing up." Uh-huh. And like the only thing that I could really come to was that like, like Deckard is as. Like as Rachel was like the the uh, the prototype for let's see if we can make replicants and not know the replicants. Deckard is the prototype for can we have replicants hunt themselves? Sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Are you, you stealing Indeed. my hams, Joel? You're getting enlightened over here. <laughs> you, I've seen this movie and I've had my own opinions about it, but I've never heard that um, Edward J. Moses' character. The origami man. Yeah. I never heard that the theory that he might be the whole guy behind the whole thing. Uh, his handler. Yeah. It's interesting. Definitely deserves a uh, Owen Wilson. Wow. wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah. I, um, I, while I, I don't know. I, I'm a hard time saying, like, I really enjoyed Blade Runner. Yeah. I get why it's important to like cinema. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it, it definitely is one of those movies where I can totally pick out like, Oh yeah, this movie totally ripped off Blade Runner. Right. <laughs> and like movies today rip off Blade Runner. Yeah. Still, but it's like in a, in a good way. Like, Oh yeah. It's super inventive. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> really well done and they they hit all their flaws by having everything be super dark and rainy yep. all the time mm-hmm. the most rain la will ever see ever oh god i know <laughs> never stop Be- raining. no sunlight <laughs> all rain right and like there's not even a light fixture in any room <laughs> ever all the only electricity that's not neon right and that's even outside that that's they give it all to the advertisements outside no lights inside the only electricity flowing in any room is for a slow moving fan that's all that it, the electricity goes to oh yeah 
Because in every single room, there is some fan going zero miles an hour, doing nothing a fan should be doing <laughs> by pushing air. So much fucking smoke. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, when PK gets back from apparently cracking more hams, <laughs> uh, I want to get his like kind of final thoughts and maybe the yeah. grade of the original Blade yeah. Runner. Yeah. Um, I did get through it easier than I thought because I've yeah attempted... I was gonna ask you what you thought of it because I remember you talked about how you were fell asleep like watching multiple times. multiple times trying to watch this. yeah um I got through it no problem but I also wasn't just watching it to watch it I was watching it more analytically and so I was that finding helps in... a lot yes yeah. and I was finding like a lot of joy in just seeing aesthetically what they did with the movie mm-hmm. and so but with that said, I would probably give the original Blade Runner, uh, I don't know. He doesn't know. A B, a B minus? B, okay. Yeah, maybe. What would We waited to grade this while you <laughs> yeah, were coming back Yeah, we were waiting for you hams. for cracking hams. Um, crackin what would so you grade hams. the original uh, Blade Runner in a... A, B, C, D, of F all the score. Great, of all the versions that I've seen with the final one, I would I would give it a... We're talking about like A plus, B plus, all yeah. the bullshit? Yeah, all the bullshit. All the bullshit. Yeah, I would yeah. give it an A minus. It had, along with the time, 1980 when that came out, it had the, the true grit, it had the feel, had the feels. Yeah. Little rapey vibe, <laughs> which is why... <laughs> It had the, him feeling yeah, up a replicant. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I give it an A minus. Okay, fair enough. You gave B minus, right? Gave it a B minus. What did, did you give? No, I, I haven't. I haven't done. I haven't done yet. I will give it on the higher end of a B, close to a B plus, but not not like just high end of a B. Because I, uh, yeah, I do agree that it it runs a little bit slow, and yeah. you can definitely feel every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, but. Every I do appreciate minute. the story of it, and I did like the fact, like, the thought of, like, pulling apart, like, who is Deckard? Like, what is he exactly? Like, they, they're they just vague enough about it where you could pull a whole bunch of different yeah. um, uh, opinions about him. And uh, so much so where, like... I almost kind of like Blade Runner by itself without 2049, because it yeah. let me... Let me piece together more about who Deckard is that Blade Runner 2049 kind of discredits where I'm like, yeah, "Eh, well, I kind of like that idea of what Deckard was. And you just kind of said, no, that's not him. And I'm like, no, that is what he is. Because I said it was. It's it's (laughs) art. It's um, it's supposed to be what I think he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, GHD brought up. It's like with Blade Runner just itself, a 2049 was never made. It's like the Inception top. Like, it yeah, keeps the yeah, conversation yeah. going. Yeah. Like, yep. Makes him the, the movie relevant for a lot longer. Because you can always talk about, like, well, what did you get out of this? Mm-hmm. Which I think that's one of its strengths. Yeah. As much as it is aesthetically pleasing, yeah. I just... This movie, for me, is just a movie. I get why it's important. Yeah. Like, not, like, like, not even, like... Trying to not spoil twenty forty nine, but even my my uh, handler theory almost kind of gets debunked by twenty forty nine. Yeah, 
I, I was going to, yeah. I was going to say something along those lines. But, but I, I was like, I, damn it. Yeah. But I was like, I still like that idea of it. Yeah. It could still be true, though. Yeah. I mean. True. But, like, I'm just, ugh. But anyways. Yeah. High B for me. Yeah, Great. The, the one thing that I also want to say, it is a Ridley Scott movie. Uh, of course, there's always going to be, as we all know, many versions, and who knows how many versions 2049 is going to bring. <laughs> but uh, well, it had a Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, doing Denis it. Villeneuve. Oh, that was the director. Yep, the director of Arrival. Yeah, really. Yep, I did not know that. Um, in all the Ridley Scott movies, coming from a cinematography point, shots done very well yeah. in Blade Runner. Yeah, I'm sure he he definitely had a influence or some sort of hand in 2049 um one thing that i picked up from watching bts from really scott smoke smoke on a scene uh makes the atmosphere and makes the set alive and um washington alien loved it uh and it, it was definitely apparent in um yeah both blade, are very blade, blade runner yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the the new one is definitely apparent in there as well. And I, I just want to say that one of the reasons why I got such a high grade is because of the awesome cinematography in the yeah. film. Yeah, I have no doubt in my mind it's aesthetically pleasing to look at. Mm-hmm. But um, And I can, and I don't want to discount that at all because it's, as we said before, mm-hmm, everyone yeah. rips off Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. So, um, but yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to join us on social media, do so at Review Review Pod on Twitter. If you happen to be a Facebooker, do that uh, at Review Review Pod on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at our host site at ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com. But you don't have to listen to just there. We are also on a multitude of platforms such as Google Podcasts, Alexa Devices, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. If you happen to be an Apple user, rate and review us there, because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. If you want to write in, do so at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening again. We'll see you next time. And we're off. <laughs>